It was Winston Churchill that said, criticism may not be agreeable, but it is necessary. It fulfills the same function as pain in the human body. It calls attention to an unhealthy state of things. When I receive criticism, it makes me feel embarrassed at first. But I have to say, I do become curious and somewhat intrigued as to how I'm being perceived by others. And the next thought I have is, it depends who the person giving the criticism is. Is it someone trustworthy? And what are their intentions? And the father of positive thinking, Norman Vincent Peale spoke of criticism this way. The trouble with most of us is that we would rather be ruined by praise than saved by criticism. Welcome to the Brain and Brand Show with Timothy Maurice. Hey guys, thanks so much for choosing this episode. I'm Timothy Maurice. Can criticism enhance your personal and team's creativity? Well, that's what we're going to explore today. I want to be clear from the onset though. Rarely does criticism feel good in the moment, but neither does the process that leads to life's most rewarding treasures. When a mother gives birth, I don't know many women who looked at birthing as delightful. Anyone who has ever ran an ultra marathon that takes 10 hours would tell you that the euphoria felt in the days after the race was not often felt in the training leading up to the race. Before we jump into the research on this subject conducted by Jared R. Curran, a director at MIT's Behavioral Science Lab, along with Tatiana Labuzova and Aditi Mita, entitled Cooperative Criticism, When Criticism Enhances Creativity in Brainstorming and Negotiation, before we jump in, I ask listeners of the show to tell me how they feel when they receive criticism. Hi, Timothy. When I receive criticism, I react in different ways, and those ways are dependent on a number of factors, such as the level of criticism, who is criticizing me, the reason for the criticism, and the position of the person from whom the criticism emanates. When I receive criticism, it makes me feel great. Um, criticism is information and depending on who is giving it and what the intentions are it can be very very useful information at work it's just part of our daily process we give each other feedback all the time but what this does is that it provides you with the information of what do you need to stop doing what do you need to start doing what do you need to continue doing when I receive criticism, it makes me feel like uh, someone actually paid attention to whatever I had to propose, uh, perhaps intentionally or inten unintentionally. Usually I'm appreciative of that effort. However, I'm uh, usually sensitive as well to how the feedback is delivered. If I feel there is a certain level of aggressiveness, I tend to not necessarily receive it well. Uh, but I always reflect afterwards on the insights, whether it was insightful or not insightful and also try to understand whether like if there were emotions troubling the judgment if i feel there's you know envy sometimes but uh yeah i tend to follow my intuition and trust that i am able to discern whether this is actually insightful or useful or not coming from the right place 
Hi, Timothy. When I receive criticism, it makes me feel bad. That's my knee-jerk reaction. But um, it's taken me 40 years to realize that uh, one can never get enough of it. When I receive criticism, it makes me feel... The first second or first minute, I won't lie, I am a little bit defensive, especially if it was unexpected. When I receive criticism, it makes me feel highly vulnerable, like highly vulnerable. And it makes me feel, it's a constant reminder to me that I'm not always in control of how my persona or my personality the things I do and say in my personal space or even my work. I'm not in control of how it might be interpreted by those around me, even those who are far away. Like, And why it makes me feel vulnerable is because no matter how hard I tried or whatever my intentions were, my intentions will not always be interpreted by the other party in the way that I would have wanted them to be. Maybe let's say, for example, I did my absolute best to show in my work or in my personal life that I care or that I, um, I'm not, I, I don't know how to put it into words, but maybe my intention was X. And then when the criticism comes back, it's Y or it is Z. And I had, that's exactly the very thing that I didn't want. And when that happens, it makes me feel very vulnerable and very out of control. Um, and it's something that I'm learning to deal with because I'm somebody with a deep perfectionist complex. Several studies have began to overturn the long-held belief that criticism stifles creativity, triggering group conflict and self-doubt. I'd like you to open yourself up to the simple idea that criticism could open you and your team up to new, evolved thinking, which could lead to innovation and a culture that drives growth. The research in this study, the study that we're zooming in on in this episode, found that when the working environment was cooperative versus competitive, the conditions were more ideal for criticism to lead to healthy thinking patterns. They found support for this theory from a field experiment involving 100 group brainstorming sessions. As with all research that I share in this podcast, I encourage you to try to apply it to your team environment if you feel instinctively that it resonates with you. I've witnessed how a cooperative environment can lead to extraordinary safety, psychological safety, and lead to people feeling that whatever the other person says it will land well. And I've seen people relax and I've seen people's anxiety regions of the brain spark and fly and all sorts of combativeness happen when there is a competitive work environment as well. One of my clients is a large insurance company and they've struggled with gender fairness and mid-level management. For the internal branding work we were conducting, we were able to inspire senior leaders to begin designing an environment that championed gender equality as a precursor to the internal campaign we ran. This inspired the female leaders to feel more safe and valued. And this is a very critical point. Due to the gender campaign we ran, it took much of the competitive edge off and replaced it with cooperative condition, opening everyone's mind up. 
So that's one of the big takeaways is that you may be targeting safety and psychological safety in one area, but everyone will benefit. There are many ways you can create these conditions, but most importantly, you have to put in the work and solicit feedback from the team and be sincere in your attempt to champion the cohesive values. But be careful. This could actually backfire if you aren't genuine and you just run a campaign for the sake of checking a box. I'm going to share a link from this paper that I'm citing today in the show notes so you can take a deeper dive into their findings. Please do share what you discover as you consider reducing the competitive nature of the social context and engineering a more cooperative one. Email me, podcast at timothymaurice.com. And remember to rate and comment on the show on whichever platform you're listening. Believe me, it makes a huge difference to how your platform promotes my show. I think after being in a leadership position for many years, I've learned to appreciate most criticism as an opportunity for reflection and growth. But uh, yeah, I tend to follow my intuition and trust that I am able to discern whether this is actually insightful or useful or um, not coming from the right place. And maybe my vulnerability is the very thing that I need to make peace with, that I'm not always going to get it right. And that, yes, at some time you have to accept criticism from other people um, because that's healthy, I guess. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Timothy Maurice. Until next time.